Serenissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair and beauty source and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Frank Williams Show. I'm your host, Frank Williams, and I have to say it is a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you so much for stopping by and watching. The biggest thing today, or one of the biggest things, is podcasting. Podcasting has probably been around since about 2007. If you're someone who is considering starting a podcast, or if you're someone who has a podcast show and wants to make it more successful, well, you've come to the right place. Because my guest today is going to share his expertise and give some tips on how we can make things happen. He is the host of the podcast show, Motivate, Grind, and Succeed. And I'd like to welcome Rashawn Hildegard. Thank you so much for joining the show, Rashawn. Thank you so much for having me, Frank. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's a pleasure to see you again. It's been a while since we talked. Yeah, It's been a couple of months and I've had the pleasure of being a host, uh, being a guest on your show. And now I have the Pleasure of you being here today. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to be here, and it's it's a pleasure to be on on the other side of the table now and on the other side of the microphone and be able to give my expertise to anybody who is you know is ready to start a podcast and is ready to make it successful. So I'm ready Excellent. to get started whenever you are. Okay, so before we get into your expertise and the tips, uh, share with the audience if you are a little bit about who you are and how you became interested and started your podcast show. Oh man. How much time do I have? I can give you the short and sweet or I can give you the, the nice, long and detailed. <laughs> well, you know what? Whatever you feel is more comfortable and what would give the most information to the audience. Absolutely. So I would say that podcasting, um, I put on my website that the podcast began in November of 2020. That's when I truly began to put everything together and began to really start publishing episodes and really give podcasting a go. But before that even began, I actually started the ideation of a podcast actually months and months prior when um, I was in college and me and my friend at the time, we were saying, you know, he was in a class that was working with audio and visual technologies. And he was saying, hey, it would be a great idea for us to start up a podcast because why not? We have the microphone. We have the camera. We have the drive and the desire to want to do something. So let's go ahead and do this. And I said, you know, sure. Why not? Let's go ahead and get it done. So we put something together. We created a little bit of an amateur podcast. Uh, we had a little bit of a of a different vision for the show. So it never really took off. However, I am thankful for that opportunity because it did show me that podcast is something that I was interested in. And more importantly, it was something that I could use to bring value to more people. Because even before that, I had actually gone on different entrepreneurial ventures while I was in college, like three or four uh, to be specific, anything from uh, eBay and e-commerce dropshipping to to uh, all kinds of stuff, to even like printing on demand services and all those other kind of things, just to try to make a quick buck, you know, as a, as a, as a broke college student. But right. that's what really allowed me to have that entrepreneurial drive to say, I want to do something more than just my nine to five. And then I found out about podcasting, which is a story that I just said. 
And then here we are now, November of 2020 hit. And I said, you know what? Let's just put something out there. Worst case, I can just shut it down. And because I started it for absolutely free, which I will be going into later uh, when we go through our talk here of how to actually start for free. I said, you know, it's free. I didn't lose any money. The only thing that I actually had, and I brought a couple props to, was this actually microphone that I actually started off with. Was this the, this was the JLab talk? And I got this because when COVID hit, we needed to all be work from home, or for me specifically, it was taking school from home, and I needed a microphone to be able to talk. So this was actually what I used for school. And then when school was done, I used it for podcasting. So this was the only purchase that I had made, and it wasn't even for podcasting. But everything else was completely for free. And let's just say I started November of 2020. And obviously, here we are. I have better audio quality, all kinds of software and tools. We're going into 2023, and I have no signs of slowing down. So here we are with, again, Motivate, Grind, Succeed. And that's where we are till, till today. I started off there with completely free. And now here I am running a whole entire operation and now turning it into a whole entire brand in and of itself. So Motorway Grind Succeed is not slowing down, guys. No, it is not slowing down by any means. So that is where we are. And that's how I got from where I was to now where I am here. Starting off for free, found out it was something I was passionate about, something that brought value. Most importantly, it was transparent to who I was as a person and what I wanted to deliver and give to people. And because of that, I just kept going, kept going, kept going. And it was a passion project at first, which eventually has blossomed into so much more. That's that's great. Uh, tell the audience a little bit about, let, let's jump right into it. If you have someone that is brand new to this industry and is looking or thinking about starting a podcast, what, what, what advice would you give them? Well, the first thing I would say is that I actually wrote some of these some of these things down. And actually, what I wanted to start with was actually first busting some myths that I actually found uh, when starting to get into podcasting. Because a lot of times when we get into new things, we hear we do a lot of research. We might even get analysis paralysis and figure out, oh, my goodness, there's so much information out here. What's true? What's not? So I actually wrote down. I did some research and found some of biggest like the five biggest myths. So I'll start with those, go through those really, really quickly. And then we can start going through the steps there, if you don't mind. Great. Sounds good. So the first myth um, that I kind of already busted was actually that podcasting is complicated and it's expensive. It's not really. It's really not. Like I said, I started for completely for free with a $100 microphone right here. And in fact, podcasting has gotten so good now that you can actually start for literally just using your phone. Like you don't even need a microphone to start completely from scratch anymore. And I'll get into softwares that you can use to go ahead and do that. Number two is that you need a large audience to be successful. First of all, you have to define what success looks like to you. We talk about that a lot on my show as it's, you know, it's the S in the name actually here is succeed. What does success look like to you? If you want to be Joe Rogan of the podcast world, then yes, you're going to need a large audience. But if all you want to do is be able to bring value to people and you're not really concerned about how many people listen to your show, it could be 10, it could be 100, doesn't really matter. Then to you, success could literally just be posting an episode and having people listen to it. That could be successful to you. Myth number three, people think you need to be an expert in your field or have a radio voice. I always make the joke and say, oh, guys, welcome to 105.fm. Here we are, late night radio. Like, you don't have to have that kind of a radio voice to be able to do podcasting. Does it help? A little bit. It does if you have a nice voice. But all you have to really have is just that passion for what it is that you're talking about. As long as you have the passion and you can verbalize that passion on a microphone, not even on video, but just just audio only, even if you just do that, that's fine. People can feel the passion in your voice. 
It's something that cannot be faked. It's something that is truly authentic. You have to have the passion for it. And the expertise will come with time because you're passionate about it. Naturally, you will learn more through time. So just be passionate about something that you can see yourself doing for a long time. It was actually, I think, Ice Cube. He was in a interview and he said, you have to be comfortable spending three, four, five years doing something without even seeing a dime for all the work that you're doing. That means if you're able to do something for three, four, five years, not see any money, but still be just as fired up on year five as you were on day one, you might have a winner there. Number four, speaking of money, podcasting is not a a get-rich-quick scheme. Ah, So if you're starting podcasting now and you're thinking, I'm just going to use it to make some money, sorry to burst your bubble there, but uh, that's kind of what we do a lot on my show, by the way. We burst a lot of bubbles. But... uh, just going to pop that one right there for you. It's not a get rich quick scheme at all. It's a labor of love. You put in a lot of time and effort on the front end and you don't really see a lot of monetization on the back end until you really start to get something churning. In fact, a lot of people use podcasting to lead to some other big ticket item like a coaching program or courses or something. And that's where they get the money from. Podcasting is just a way to guide people towards that. So if you're starting podcasting thinking you're going to be making multi six figures, Ah, uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be real tough, real real tough to do that. Is it possible? Yes, but you got to be in the top like point zero zero one percent of podcasts to even do that. And the last myth, real quick, is that podcasting is a solo only endeavor. Now, this one needs a little bit of explanation. When I say solo only endeavor, what I mean is, can you do a podcast by yourself? Yes, you could totally do a podcast by yourself. I do my podcast by myself. I'm the person who's recording. I'm the, at least as of right now, I'm the person who's also editing and publishing and doing all of that. However, what I mean when I say it is a solo only endeavor as a myth is that you still do need other people. What does that mean? That means that you can't do everything completely by yourself. You have to do some sort of networking if you want to be able to grow your, your show, right? You have to be able to do that. I think the saying goes something like, um, if you want to go fast, you go by yourself. But if you want to go far, you have to go together because we are natural. We are humans. We are naturally tribal creatures. We need to be able to work together to do things. And someone's going to have expertise in something. Someone's going to have some kind of software that you need. Someone's going to have some information that you can use to be able to grow your show that much quicker. So don't be afraid to reach out to other people in the space. Don't be afraid to send them an email, call them, whatever you have to do. Uh, hit them up on Instagram, whatever you need to do to be able to get some information out of them. So just wanted to bust those five minutes real fast, just so people have, we can go in with those those tailored expectations. So now you talked about uh, podcast shows can lead into other areas. Have you pursued anything outside of podcasting? Um, I'm actually working on that right now. Ironically, I'm actually, uh, believe it or not, I'm working with with a coach right now to actually be able to work on uh, fleshing out a coaching program to be a combination with this podcast. So that's something that I'm uh, looking into as well. I'm also looking into course creation to be able to to teach different topics. Um, as I saw on my show, I have four foundational cornerstones and being able to provide uh, essentially like essentially courses that can provide uh, answers to people's questions in those different problem areas of those. So that is definitely what I'm branching out into and also being able to then apply to have people, you know, have private calls with me and anything to be able to pick my brain and do those kind of things. So that's what I'm doing in terms of like branching out and being able to uh, explore other venues to be able to work with this podcast. So I'm currently exploring those. And uh, as as I get results, I'll, you know, I'll let people know whoever needs to know how, how it's working out for me. Oh, that's very good. So if I'm a new 
a newbie, if you will, looking mm-hmm. to start a podcast, what would you say would be this first three to five steps to to take? Yeah. So, so I, so I, I'm glad you asked that question because uh, I broke it down pretty well. And if I keep looking over, I have my notes to make sure I'm staying on track because I can ramble quite a bit. Uh, so, when when you're launching your podcast, the first thing you want to do is actually not launch your podcast. You first want to do a lot of the back end work. And the first thing that I wrote down, and I want to make sure that this hits home, is that you want to first define your podcast. And we separate, and I separated define your podcast into four main points. You want to define your topic. You want to define your audience. You want to define what the name is going to be, and you want to define the podcast format. So for anybody who's taking notes right now, uh, you might want to grab a piece of paper because I'm about to drop a lot of knowledge right now of a lot of stuff that I wish I knew when I was starting up this podcast a couple of years ago. So number one is starting to define what your podcast topic is about. I want you to get really, really, really specific on what your podcast topic is. Not the name, the podcast topic. What are you going to be talking about? A framework you can use is something like my podcast, insert the name here, is about, insert what it's about here, and is geared towards the ideal listener. So as an example, I wrote mine out. Um, And it says, my podcast, the Motivate, Grind, Succeed podcast, is about improving your life in the four foundational cornerstones of faith, fellowship, fitness, and finance through practical, no-fluff tips in every episode and is geared towards individuals who are starting out on their self-development journey and are overwhelmed by the vast amounts of information available. You want to get crystal clear on what it is you're talking about who it is that you're addressing, because otherwise you're going to be addressing a ton of people. And when you address everybody, you end up addressing nobody in specific because you try to cater to too many people. So you end up pretty much like like touching the surface of pretty much what everybody needs. And no one truly gets that assistance or that value of what it is that you're actually trying to provide. So you actually have to define what is your topic. And I'm kind of bleeding into my second point here, which is to define your audience and that you need to define your ideal podcast listener, literally design them. My note specifically says design your ideal podcast listener, which means you need to find out who are they? What do they like? What do they not like? What do they resonate with? What is their pain point? You need to ask yourself all of these questions. And a good way to start is to honestly, what I did is look at yourself. You're starting the podcast because you want to do X, Y, Z, as we said with the previous point of defining what your topic is. You want to either solve a pain point. You want to bring a new perspective. You want to give your two, three, five cents on some topic in the world or something that is passionate for you. Whatever it is, you need to find people who also resonate with that, don't have that voice there or don't have the ability to be able to do whatever it is that your podcast is trying to do. And then you need to bring that forward. Specifically, what I ended up doing was I ended up just grabbing a Word document and then just plugging in into a, into a tabular format, um, a three-column table. On one column, it says must-haves. On the middle column, it says it's a nice-to-have. And on the rightmost, it says it's a not necessary. I then just put it together and just called it my podcast caricature designer, which, Frank, if you want that for any of the listeners, I can go ahead and send that to you. And I can give that as a little bit of a bonus for people if they want to go ahead and see exactly how that works. But all you're going to do is you're going to list all the characteristics of your ideal listener. You're going to list the topics that you want to talk about and topics that would resonate with this this straw man person individual and you're going to list what must this person have or what must this caricature of a person have in order to uh, resonate with the podcast 
what is nice to have that if you have this, it's it's cool. It's cool. It'll help, but it's not completely necessary, but it'd be nice to touch on this. And then other things is not necessary at all. Like it's, it's, it just, it doesn't resonate with them at all. So as another example, again, take my podcast, a must have for my podcast is that we need to talk about things that are related to Christian faith. Fellowship means, means interaction amongst other individuals, fitness because health is wealth and finance because money is incredibly important and mismanagement of money is not, is not a very good thing to put it very lightly. So anyone who's having a problem point in those, that's a must have. So that must be talked about in the show, some topic related to that in some way, shape or form. A nice to have would be something like, well, I don't know if someone's maybe into sports, maybe I could, that would be a nice to have because then I could bring the idea of sports and maybe a training methodology. See how the fitness works into that fitness will work into the training methodology of how sports works. So it will just help for an analogy to help with that. A not necessary is, is pretty much saying like, oh, politics. Like, like, because people who are looking for things in those four foundational cornerstones are most likely not trying to look for breaking news of anything happening right now, right? That's not what the podcast is about. And that means since I know that's not what I'm trying to tailor towards, I'm not going to make content or anything that tailors towards that. Because if I just tried to, because again, you could see how diluted this would become if I ended up making stuff for the faith category, fitness, finance, fellowship, and then politics. And then where is it going to stop from there? Now I'm going to talk about, now I'm becoming like a sports talk radio now because now I'm talking about sports. And then, oh, but now this can also relate to something about maybe the manufacturing industry. Who who am I actually reaching right now? Like, I'm not clear on who I'm reaching. Mm -hmm. So you want to be clear on who your audience is. Then after you find all of that, then you want to decide on a podcast name. And so the name, because because names can be so, so wide and you can make a podcast about literally anything nowadays, I can't give you a tip on how to make a specific name, but I can give you two hot tips when you are deciding on making a name and then coming up with some artwork for your podcast. So the hot tip number one is that you do not want to start your podcast with the word the, because Apple Podcasts does not like when you started with the word the. It will actually reduce and actually will lower the ranking of your podcast, at least at least with its current algorithm, will, will lower your podcast in the search history if you start with the word the, because everybody and their grandma wants to start with the word the. And so that would mean then it's just, just lower because it's not really, it, it's, it's all about SEO. You want to have the most important thing that you talk about on the show first, which is why when I started the podcast, I called it the Motivate Grind Succeed podcast. And even though I still call it that, I changed the name to Motivate, Grind, Succeed, the podcast, because I want to talk about motivation and then the the next steps in the podcast later. So even though I still call it the Motivate, Grind, Succeed podcast when I'm making my episodes in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the the sort, it's actually labeled as Motivate, Grind, Succeed. So that way I can kind of work with the algorithm here. And then the second thing is that when you're actually doing um, any kind of artwork, don't put any text in the bottom quarter of your artwork. Because what happens is that when Apple uh, puts up its podcast player, what ends up happening is that the player on Apple Podcasts actually covers about a quarter of that artwork. So any text that's written there is not going to be seen. And Apple wants you to be able to see as much as you can with as minimal um, obstruction as possible with what the with what the player actually covers over. So if you actually put text in that bottom quarter of it, Apple will actually 
legitimately lower the, uh, the reach of your podcast a little bit because it, because people are going to say, well, I can't really quite read the podcast. And that might relate to people saying, well, this person doesn't really understand, you know, how the artwork works and they might click off of the podcast. So those are two, two quick hot tips that I actually learned um, that I did want to share with you guys. And finally, the final step of defining your podcast is you want to decide on your podcast format. What do you want the format to be? Do you want it to be a solo show where it's just you talking and you giving advice? Do you want it to be an interview show? Kind of like how Frank and I are doing right now. And he's interviewing me and I'm giving giving my expertise and advice and wisdom to anybody who's listening. Or do you want it to be a live show? Do you want people to just call into you live? You have a, a phone line sitting next to you and your audio interface next to you there and you accept live call-ins and you want to have a live stream. What is the podcast format that you actually want to have? So once you have those four things, right, the what is your topic, what is your audience, what is the podcast name, and what's the podcast format, then we can move on to the next step, which is actually launching the podcast. Well, before we get to that, I talked quite a bit, Frank, so I don't know if you have any questions. Uh, no, it's okay. Or if, uh, if we should just keep on going here. No, that's great. It, some very good information. And one of the things I got out of it is I should remove the word thur, T-H-E, from my, uh, the Frank Williams show. So I yeah. get more of an audience, correct? It's possible. It's possible. I would definitely recommend testing uh, testing that out too to see if uh, to see if that actually works out for you. Because again, I'm not sure how many people in the world are also named Frank Williams, so that can also play a part into it. If there's someone else named Frank Williams that's more maybe more popular at the time, then that one might have been able to get in and slip through the cracks, and then that might show up before your show. So it's a chance if you want to be able to. Uh, it, it's, it's a big chance if you want to be able to have your show reach up towards the top of Apple Podcasts, then then you you can actually uh, experiment with removing the word the. So I would recommend experimenting with that, seeing how that works out for you, and then and then just going from there. Which is so, another uh, big hot tip side point. Don't be afraid to experiment with the podcast as well. Um, <clears throat> when I first started the podcast, I had some honestly some pretty god awful artwork. But it was it was sloppy success, though. That's what I learned from a, a previous guest um, on the show is that he said, you know, sloppy, sloppy success beats perfect mediocrity every time. I'll say that again. So you all you all can write it down for the people in the back. Sloppy success beats perfect mediocrity every time. You can look at all kinds of examples. Like, let's just the one that's coming to mind right now is like Tesla, right? Tesla, love them or hate them, they were one of the first ones to the electric car market. And so naturally what they did was because they were so prominent in the electric in the electric car field, the electric car industry, and they were first, whenever people heard electric car, the first thing they thought was, oh, Tesla. Oh, Tesla. Now we have so many different vehicles. We have like the Nissan Leaf. We have the Mustang Mach-E. We have Lucid Air. We have all these kind of different vehicles now that are electric only. But a lot of people, when you still say electric vehicle, people still think Tesla and Elon Musk. And that's the point of having the whole sloppy success, right? You get a product out there that works, fine tune it as it goes. So that way you get that market share and that market attention first. So instead of spending forever trying to get everything nitpicky perfect, everybody else has already done join the field. So now what are you bringing to the table? And by the time you join with your perfect product, chances are someone else has already either done that or they're doing that and they're doing it better. So just get out there first get something out there, you're going to start bad. Just 
you're going to start bad. Okay. Actually, in fact, I challenge all the listeners of this show right now, go to my podcast show and listen to episode one and listen to how different I sound on episode one as compared to episode 100. I guarantee you audio quality is going to be different. Delivery is going to be different. The way I structure the show is going to be different because I started off just trying to get something out there, figuring out what it was. And then I built it up throughout time. So that's, that's also another hot tip for you there. Very good. With all this knowledge that you have, are you presently coaching anybody or is that something you'll be doing in the future on podcasting and, you know, how to structure it? Yeah, that is something that I'm looking into. Ironically, I actually am working with a coach right now as we speak um, on trying to get together a coaching program and seeing what it is that I'll be able to be able to coach people on. Um, a potential topic would be to be able to start up a podcast and be able to get that up and running. But right now I am working with a coach actively to see uh, what topics would be able to resonate best with the audience and what's, what is something that people would actually resonate the most with to be able to be coached with. So we're actively working on that right now as we speak. That's great. I, I've watched some of your podcasts and I have to say, you do have a lot of energy, which makes it more motivating. And you really have a lot of nice guests that have some great information. So anybody that's watching this podcast show tonight, I would tell you to strongly follow Motivate, Grind, Succeed, because you are going to find a lot of great information. So what else do you have for us, Rashawn? Thank you, Frank. I appreciate the shout out there. Um, so we'll move on to the next step then. And that is after you define your podcast and what that is, now we can focus on the launch of the podcast. Okay. This is where things are finally going to get fun. And, but, and so to launch your podcast, first thing you need to do is you need to have some equipment. Now I know, I know what you said, like, but Rashawn, you said in the beginning, we can start for free. Yes, you can start for free. Hold your horses. I'm going to tell you how to start for free just now. So the equipment you're going to need, you're going to need a microphone. Bing. You're going to need headphones. Bam. You're going to need a computer. Well, you can't see it, but it's over there. You need audio and editing, audio and video editing software. Well, audio or depending on if you're doing an audio only video uh, kind of podcast, depending on which, which one you're doing, you'll need software for that. You'll need some kind of hosting service and you'll need that. That's, that's pretty much what you'll need. There's some other things that you might need, but those those start costing money. Um, but we're trying to stick for completely free for right now. So for my favorite word in the world, free, what can you use for everything, all the equipment that I just listed? So for the microphone, you can just use your phone. Bada boom. You can just grab your phone, grab that, use that, and you can just literally just go on your phone, pull up the voice recorder, and then record right here into the phone. And there you go. Now you have an audio recording because most phones nowadays, they're just so good. Obviously, if you're making phone calls, which, you know, people don't really do that much anymore. But if you're still making phone calls nowadays, you know, the microphones, they have to be really, really good. It's really overlooked on a lot of phones nowadays in terms of like how good they are, but they have to be really good to have crystal clear audio. So microphone, on your phone is really good. Use that. Headphones, you can use ones that you already own. If you're doing a solo podcast, then of course you don't need headphones to record, but even better yet, if you have headphones that have a microphone in line, oh man, now 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 you're really cooking with grease now cuz now you have headphones with the microphone two in one bundle. Oh, you're already off to a fantastic start. Computer, if you already have a computer, you can use that. But again, you're starting for free if you have a phone you can legitimately use your phone to edit these things. If you have a video podcast, you can literally video edit on your phone. You can use CapCut or VN Video Editor, and you can use those and literally just edit your video straight from there. 
Let's say you're even using your phone and say, well, what if I'm using my my phone and then I want to record video? Easy. Just prop your phone up, right? Just with the camera's facing, you prop your phone up, record, because naturally recording video, you will also record audio. Record that, record yourself, take it, and then voila, now you already had audio and video. Again, we're starting for free and we're starting with sloppy success here. So you're not going to expect fantastic quality, but like I said, you have to get something out there to make sure this is even something that you want to do, which I glossed over before. But if you're starting a podcast here, this is also why I'm telling you to start for free because just in case you're kind of on this like emotional high of, yeah, I want to start a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. And then you get like one to two episodes in and you don't like it anymore. You can just leave it and it was not a huge investment on your part. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I just came back from an event uh, called PodFest where they actually talked about there's about four, there's over, there's over four million podcasts out there right now. Over four million. But don't let that number scare you because- Around half of those are not active. An active meaning that they have published an episode within the last 90 days. Most of them actually only publish like a trailer and maybe one episode, and then they're done. And then you never see them again. The amount of actually active podcast episodes as or the amount of active podcasts as of about a month ago was right around 381,000. 381,000 active podcasts means they have an episode released in the last 90 days out of 4 million. So with that, so just showing you that big drop off rate, this is not to scare you, but this is say in case you really get into it and you feel like, oh, I thought it was for me, but it's not quite. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly okay. You started for free. So there's no harm done. Okay. But continuing on here. Audio software, if you have some, if again, if you have your phone, you can find a free audio editor on there. But if you have a computer, you can use something like Logic, GarageBand, Audacity. Well, Logic costs money, but so we'll scratch off Logic off of that one. But GarageBand and Audacity, those are like the big ones that you can use. Audacity has been around since like the dawn of Adam and Eve. So obviously that one's really, really good. Uh, If you have a video podcast, I would highly recommend using DaVinci Resolve as I've used that for quite a few years. Uh, when I was doing my my YouTube, I've since switched to something that that's more paid now, but I still highly recommend DaVinci Resolve. And for hosting, three options that I have for you there are Anchor, SoundCloud, and YouTube. YouTube completely for free. You can post audio only on YouTube, and it's perfectly fine. If you need to put, if you feel like I need to post a video, you can literally just have a picture of something or a waveform that you can generate using some free online tools. SoundCloud, of course, of course, we all kind of know what SoundCloud is. It's a place where you can share audio as well. And I would highly recommend Anchor, as that's where I actually began my podcast. It's Anchor, and it's created by Spotify. And what you can do is everything that you need to do a podcast, they actually promote this, is everything you need to do, you can be done from your phone. You can record straight into the Anchor app. You can edit directly in the Anchor app. You can publish directly in the Anchor app. And then Anchor will host everything you have for free. So I highly recommend if you're going to start off a podcast, start off on Anchor just to see if you like it. And then if you like it, then you can move on to then bigger and better things, which I have some other points here that if you start really liking it, now you can start putting some money into it. So I have two two different price ranges here. We start off with the beginner budget. Let's say you have up to 49-ish dollars per month to spend. Not just a one time, your mom gave you a $50 Visa gift card and now you have that to spend. Like we're talking about you have like around $50 of disposable income like per month or at least up to that. First thing I would recommend that you do for the love of all things holy, please put your money towards good audio and good analytics. That is like the two most important things. Because if you have an okay camera, you don't even have to do a video podcast if you don't want to. 
because a lot of podcasts are still audio only and a lot of uh, podcast services actually don't even support video as of yet. So if you have audio only, that's fine. You can go ahead and do that. But highly, highly, highly recommend put your money towards a better microphone. Get yourself a microphone like this, like the JLab Talk here, or get yourself something like the Samsung Q9U over here. What I'm using right here, the Shure SM7B. You can use whatever microphone you want, but please upgrade your audio quality because that's how people are going to hear you, obviously. If you don't have good audio quality, people are going to click off in a matter of seconds because if you sound like you're talking just warbled and jarbled, no one can hear you anyway. So no one's going to, even if you have the greatest content, if I can't understand what you're saying, it won't help me any. So work on that. And then also go ahead. And then if you have some money to spend as well, work on getting a paid uh, paid hosting service, whatever that may be. Um, you can. I've used Red Circle. I've used Zencaster. Um, I'm now using Captivate now. Um, and the reason why you want to get a paid uh, hosting service is because when you start paying for them, they start giving you a lot more detailed analytics. How many u- unique listeners are you getting? Where in the world are they? Like what? What is their age group? What's their? What's what are all the demographics? How long do they listen for until they start clicking off? You start getting those kind of information. So you can start to tune your episode and how you deliver things based on the feedback that you get. So if you start seeing, you know, people are starting to listen generally and you start seeing your listener numbers go up, that means you're on the right track. So keep doing what you're doing. If you're seeing your listener numbers stagnate week by week, that means you've kind of hit a plateau and you need to start testing some new things out. Maybe test a new delivery style, maybe test some new music, maybe just start going test crazy, like a like a test playground. Not too crazy, you know, to deter from the the crux of your show, but start testing around with some different things to be able to see if you can start getting that listenership up some more, right? And so that that's, that's what I would say for a beginner budget. Let's say you have, let's, let's say you're on like mommy and daddy's money. You got like $100 plus to start spending per month on these things. Again, I would recommend now you get a really nice microphone. So again, get something like a Shure SM7B. This is like the gold standard of microphones in the podcasting space, but it does cost a lot of money. I'll be fully transparent. That's what I am on my show. This bike full price costs about $400. So if you have the money to be able to spend to get something like this, go ahead and get something like this. But no, if you get something like this, you also have to have an audio interface, which next to me, which you can't see because it's off camera, but it's right here, is my Rodecaster Pro 2. Um, and that costs about seven or $800 as well because this is an XL, XLR-only microphone, so it connects to the back of that. So you're looking at now like $1,000, right? They're just for audio. But I mean, at the same time, you also see how well the audio can come across. But again, this is again, this is also after two to three years of doing podcasting, which is why I started with the free stuff. Second thing you want to invest in if you have a really good budget is start investing in a really solid hosting platform that has really detailed analytics. See a pattern here? First, I said good audio, good analytics. Now a really good mic for really good audio and really good analytics. Those are the important things. But at the end of the day, again, if you have just like a a 10-year-old computer, you can still, a lot of these things that you can use to edit now are all web-based. So it doesn't even use your computer's hardware. So you can still get away with doing those things on the web. But the important thing is what actually matters. How do people hear you? And how do you know people are listening? So microphone and analytics. And now because you have extra money to spend, now you can start working on getting some automation software too, to be able to automate some things such as your SEO and you can start to automate maybe your email sending. And so you, know, you start branching out. Is this, this is also when you, know, you start seeing your podcast is taking off. Now you can start branching out of those different automation softwares and different softwares to be able to get you to get to those different things. 
And then finally, with the part of the launch, is the episode release. What is your release schedule like? Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit now. Before you even launch an episode now, you've got the equipment. Maybe it might be your phone. Maybe it might be if you're just gung-ho and you know that this is what you want to do for podcasting, like without a shadow of a doubt, you know what you want to do and you want to put some money in. By all means, go ahead, jump, go ahead, take take the plunge, buy the expensive stuff. I can't stop you. But before you even think about publishing your first episode, you have to ask yourself, what is my release schedule going to be? Am I going to be releasing episodes daily? What about weekly? Bi-weekly? Monthly? Whenever I feel like it? You got to ask yourself, what is my release schedule going to be? And whatever you pick, my next hot tip for you is you have to stay consistent with it. Whatever you pick, you have to stay consistent with it. I'll say that one more time for the people in the back. Whatever you pick, you have to stay consistent with it. Why, Rashawn, do you have to stay consistent with it? I'll tell you why. Because if you don't stay consistent, let's say you want to publish weekly, right? As my podcast, for example, I publish every single week at a minimum, one episode per week, minimum, unless I'm unless I make an announcement, I'm taking a little hiatus for something. Reason why, one, people can expect every single week I'm posting a new episode. So for anyone who's an avid listener knows every single week on Monday, Rashawn is posting an episode. If there's a guest, they know every single when at, on at Wednesday, he's going to be posting a guest episode. People know that they can expect that they can build their schedules around that, whatever they need to do. Also, number two, it builds up trust with your listeners as well. People know that you are a man or a woman of your word because you said you're going to release every single week and now you're releasing every single week. So now they can trust you and subconsciously that does something to them to say, oh, they they said they're going to release every week. They've been constantly releasing every week. So now I can trust them to actually keep their word on what they say. So that's what it does. They're not going to actively think about that, but subconsciously that's what it does. Hot tip number two, this is something I did not do. So definitely make sure that you do this. When you are getting ready to release your episode, Actually, next, the next hot two tips are, are something I didn't do. But the first one is you want to prep and launch at least two to three episodes on the same day. That's what you want to do. And the reason why you want to do that is because you want to feed the algorithm, whether it be the Apple podcast algorithm, which is where honestly, I think it's like 70 to 80% of people actually listen to podcasts based on just people in general. So that's why we, that's why people in the podcasting space focus on it. You want to be able to feed that algorithm, let them know, hey, you want to release a trailer and maybe... You, another two episodes as well, all on the same day. Because if people listen to your trailer, there's going to push it a little bit to say, oh, here, here's a new podcast. You push out a trailer, maybe it might, might be 30 seconds to a minute, and then you have nothing else. What What is that? To the algorithm, that looks like people clicked on and then they clicked off because there, there was no click-through rate. There was no follow-through. There was no continued engagement. So the algorithm is like, well, we gave it to them. They looked at it. Maybe they even looked at the whole thing, but there was nothing continued. Even if they finished it, there's nothing. There's not even anything else that you put out that Apple can give to them. So that means there's no continued engagement. So I guess your podcast will kind of fall fall down in the algorithm. And you have to really work hard to bring it back up. So if you give at least two to three episodes on the launch day, trailer, and maybe in two to three episodes, then if people really like it, then you can have that continued engagement. And Apple sees, oh wait, hold on, people are people are are listening more. They, they keep following through. They keep clicking through. Oh, we should probably keep showing this to them. And then, oh, here's even better. If they keep doing that and they subscribe to the show, oh, man, now you're cooking with grease here because now you just showed Apple. Now you have episodes released, which means you're consistent. Now people are subscribing to you. Okay, we might we might have to start actually paying attention to this. Now, will you be as now will they be putting you on the new and noteworthy right next to the Joe Rogan show? 
Probably not because you're not getting as much traction as that. But I'm not going to say you're on your way to that, but you definitely are on your way to definitely start getting some more traction and Apple Podcasts will start to feed your podcast to more people uh, naturally. But before you even do that, I know I'm getting, I know I got you all hyped for that one. Before you even do that, what you want to do actually is when you're thinking about starting a podcast, I hope you don't submit your, your podcast to Apple and then post episode the next day. Please don't do that because what happens is when you submit your podcast information to Apple, it needs, believe it or not, about 30 days for it to feed into the algorithm for Apple to understand, okay, this is a new podcast. Here's where it needs to be seeded. Here's where it needs to be put and make sure the RSS feed is working. Make sure when you're feeding stuff to there, that takes time. So the hot tip is to submit your podcast information about 30 days before your initial episodes drop. So before you drop that trailer in those two episodes, submit your podcast information and let it sit, let it simmer, let Apple understand and let Google Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher and CastBox and all these kind of other things, let them understand there's a new RSS feed, it needs to be fed, it needs to sink into their algorithm so that way they know. So once you hit it, bam, you hit it strong, you hit it good, and then Apple Podcasts is already good to go. So that's how you would go ahead and go through the process of launching. So again, I'll ask you if you have any questions, you can go ahead and ask me any questions because I know I've been talking for quite a while again. No, the information is great. Rashawn Heiliger from the great city of Chicago. This is fantastic stuff and very informative. And I think you've given the audience a great understanding as to how they can proceed or how they can make their, their podcast so much more successful. I mean, this is just fantastic information. But if you have any, anything else to share, please share it. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I prepared even two more, two more good points for for all the listeners. Since I said, I just love giving value. I love helping people out here. So the two more points that I have uh, for you guys is actually how to improve your success rate in podcasting. And if you are already someone who might be listening to this, you might have a podcast a few episodes in. Chances are you're probably going to succumb to something called pod fade if you're not careful enough. So we're actually going to go through quickly um, a couple points on that, how to avoid it and how to overcome it. Since I myself uh, came actually went through pod fade for a while and I was actually able to come out of it. So I'll actually be able to share some points with that. But first, how to improve the success rate in podcasting. Four points for you on this one. Number one, I already mentioned this one before with the release schedule, but it's to stay consistent with it. And here's the other thing too. It's not even staying consistent with actually releasing episodes, but rather also all your social media outreach. If you're doing emails, if you're doing blog posts for uh, for others for, for alongside the podcast too, which I'm not going to talk about too much because that's actually my point number four. But everything else that you're posting, you want to stay consistent with that. If that's why you have to be able to, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to give away too many points, but, uh, but what you want to do is whatever you're posting on uh, your episode, whatever else accompanies that episode in terms of other types of content, you want to be able to systemize that, which is a point uh, which is further on, but we'll get to that later. But you want to be able to post everything in a timely fashion. So like for me, for example, when I post episodes, I post episodes, like I said, every single Monday and every single Monday when I post episodes, I'm also doing an email promotion. I'm doing a Instagram promotion, a LinkedIn promotion, a Twitter promotion, and a Facebook promotion all on the same day. It doesn't have to be at the same time necessarily. I'm still testing out time ranges and whatnot, but they should all be on the same day. So people should know. So that way it builds up in people's mind. Oh, it's kind of, it's kind of the Pavlov's dog thing, right? When they ring the bell and then they know there's food. So when they see that specific wording of, oh, episode just dropped, they know an episode's there. Or if they see something on Instagram of a certain kind of caliber with certain kinds of wording, they know, oh, okay, new episode just dropped. So anybody who 
might be new can understand, okay, an episode just dropped. Or someone who is a seasoned listener will know, oh, episode just dropped. In fact, sometimes they don't even need that. They just know it's Monday. I've actually met people in real life who listen to my podcast and they said, oh, I just know every single Monday when I'm on the way to work, to work I already know your podcast is going to be there. So I just turn it on and then we're good. That's the power of consistency. Consistent listeners always listening. Point number two to improve your success rate is to actually have valuable content. Now, what you don't want to do is just come on to a microphone and just ramble your heart out. Now, if people come and listen to you rambling your heart out, then two thumbs up. Good on you. That's great. But what people come for a lot of times is some kind of valuable content, whether that might be, like I said, way, way before, whether it might be some kind of uh, information to help them through a pain point. It might be just a talk show that gives perspective on something or might give a new perspective on whatever it is. It might be some kind of help show or people or a call-in show where people call in with, with issues or call in with comments and they might want to have a discussion. Whatever it is, it needs to provide some kind of value for people to keep returning to the show. If you're just going to come on the, if you're just going to come on camera and come on a microphone and just say, um, hey guys, my name's Rashawn. Um, not quite sure what I want to do here, but, uh, it's a podcast. Uh, don't forget to like and share and uh, subscribe to the show for more. What content did I get? What value did I get from that? I got nothing from that. You know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Frank? Like you got nothing right. from that. So provide some sort of value in whatever your field is, right? Like I said, if you want to have a talk show and you want to talk about anything sports related, cool. So go ahead and give the talk show about anything that's sports related and give your your opinion on things. And that actually is a sub point of what I'm about to say here at top of the valuable content is that it needs to be personal. You need to have your personal spin. And here's why, because again, in my, what I talk about on my show is motivational uh, content that inspires you to have, you know, your intrinsic motivation inspires you to go and do, and then you have success in whatever it is that you want. Doesn't that sound like 5 million other podcasts that are out there? Absolutely. <laughs> so the only way I'm going to stand out is if I bring my own personal experiences, my own personal flair, my own personal energy, so that way people can resonate with with me as a person. It's not the energy, right? Because it's funny because I actually talked about this with, with my coach the other day. And I was telling him, you know, because I was having this, this, I, and I'm going to be fully transparent here. I was having actually a, almost an imposter syndrome moment where I was wondering, I told my coach, I said, hey, you know, I I just posted and posted episode 100 you know, I'm going strong. I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but I'm having that feeling of like, who am I to give this information? You know what I mean? Like, who am I as somebody to give this motivational information? They can just go to YouTube. They can go to Google. They can go to chat GPC. They can do whatever they want to do and get some motivational content that way. Why do they come to me? And he told me, Rashawn, the reason why they come to you is because they like you. And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? It's because they like me. He said, they like you. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Can you explain? He said, they like you for you. You give your experience. You give your stories. You give your, everything from you, your experiences, your stories, everything that you have experienced, You only you can give that. And so I said, wow, that's, you're right. I can, and there's a million and one other people out there who can give motivational advice, but every single person can only uniquely give it from their perspective. So that's another thing for you guys. If you guys are having some imposter syndrome, similar to what I had the other day saying, who am I to talk about this sort of topic? Just do it because your personal flair, your personal style of talking, it can even be literally, literally, it can be quite as simple as you just having a certain accent and people like that accent. People will keep coming back because they like to hear you talk about something and the accent is just what keeps them because they're just so intrigued by it. 
I am so serious. People will be literally intrigued by something as simple as that. So get out there, start that podcast. Number two, point number three on how to become more successful, focus on SEO. I did not focus on SEO at all whatsoever because again, I started with sloppy success. That's not an excuse, but at, at the time, I just didn't even realize SEO was as important as it is. Now, I'm still not good at SEO, but I have learned to be able to appreciate SEO. And I now have softwares now that actually take care of a lot of the SEO for me. And so when I put my episode through those softwares, which I'll just say is Cap Show right now, uh, fantastic software. If you all have the money to afford that, I guarantee, I highly recommend that's one automation software you should definitely look into. But when you do that, that software allows me to create a lot of podcast copy that's already SEO optimized. And so when I was able to use that, I was able to see so much more organic growth from my podcast simply by focusing on what is SEO optimized already. So really focus on what people are looking for. And again, let's go back to the free thing because, you know, like I said, my favorite word in the world, free. If you can't do that, it will take some more manual labor, but you can do something like looking on Google Trends and seeing what how your podcast uh, topic resonates with, with different people. If you're making a podcast, for example, if I'm making an episode regarding um, some kind of popular diets, I'll go on Google Trends and say, what are like popular diets? And I'll see how that word is trending and then start messing around with it. Instead of putting diet, I'll put fasting. Oh, I got more. Intermittent fasting. Oh, boom. Ding, ding, ding. Winner. We got a whole bunch of people looking for intermittent fasting. Okay. Now I go spam on my keyboard, just to <laughs> spam on my keyboard and try to create an episode or go find a guest, which, uh, which talks about intermittent fasting, which we did have, by the way, and then have all of those things. And then boom, put that into there and then wrap all of that into a beautiful SEO package of intermittent fasting somewhere in the title, intermittent fasting somewhere into the show notes, something about fasting and dieting. Cause we're not going to forget about dieting. Cause that was also a, a pretty solid one too. So something about intermittent fasting and dieting in the episode description. And if you have a blog post, which we're about to get to just now about repurposing content, put that in there as well about intermittent fasting. Now you're just feeding SEO exactly what it wants to see. Intermittent fasting, bam, 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 bam. So Google has no choice but to push your put to push it up to the front. In fact, I can prove it to you as of right now. If you look up motivate grind succeed, I am literally all over the first page of Google because I have pushed all of that content and all that SEO content and all those kind of things through that and Google has no choice but to push that right now. So focus on SEO and there you go. That that'll be that. And then the fourth point about how to how to improve your success rate in podcasting, I've been teasing it a little bit and I've been talking about blog posts and all those kind of things. But more generally speaking, you want to repurpose your content into scroll-stopping value ads. Okay, I'll say it one more time. Repurpose your content into scroll-stopping value ads. So what does that mean? The hot tip for this one is you want to give value first and then don't focus on the monetization. So for anybody who's writing this down, I'll give you just the forward, forward 30,000-foot view. Value first, monetization later. Value first, monetization later. Notice how I did not say value first, monetization second. I said value first, monetization later. Because remember I said before, this is all tying together. Podcasting is, is a labor of love. You have to work at this for a while to be able to see any kind of fruits of monetization things. But Rashawn, the podcaster down the street, he started an episode and, and he was able to make like six figures like his first month. That's one person. Remember what I said? There's 4 million podcasters out there and 381,000 of them are active. You really want to do the math on that? One divided by 381,000 
and you want to use them as the sample size. Come on now. Come on. I Come on now. I'm Now, I know I graduated with engineering and everything, but you don't need an engineering degree. You know, that's a really, really small number. Okay. So let's not fo let's focus on, on the majority here. Okay. Value first, monetization later. You want to give, give value, give value, give value. And the most important thing is give value and expect nothing in return. If you give with an expectation, you're still giving with the wrong ideology. Because if I'm giving, giving, giving to you guys, and I'm giving to Frank's show here, and I'm expecting people to say, oh, come listen to my show, come do this, come do that, and I'm expecting it, I'm giving for the wrong reason. I'm giving it because I truthfully enjoy this podcasting, uh, this, this whole podcasting thing. I truthfully enjoy giving out value. I truthfully enjoy helping people to see the, to, to be able to see themselves in the best light that they can be in, achieve success in whatever that they see themselves being successful in. So because I am so driven by seeing people just have this smiling face and say, Rashawn, thank you so much for helping me. And I'm just like, that That just makes my day. That absolutely makes my day when people can say, I was able to do this thanks to your advice, or I took your advice and I did this, and or something you said just really resonated with me. That's what makes my day. That That's my monetization. So any actual physical monetization on top of that is just, it's just, buttercream frosting and an already delicious red velvet cake for me at that point. Okay. Like it's, it's already just fantastic. So give with value first, give freely, give freely. Even the Bible says to give freely for God loves a cheerful giver. It's everywhere that you see about giving freely and expect nothing in return. So that's the fourth tip that I have for you on that, on success rate and podcasting. So now we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about pod fate. So let's say now you've gotten into podcasting. You're like me. You got like 40 some odd episodes in and you just need a break because you're just like, I have no idea. I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I physically can't record another episode. Different from I don't like podcasting. That's different. If you just physically actually loathe recording an episode, that's different from I enjoy it. But I'm just, I'm just, I can't bring myself to a mental space to give myself fully to this. That's pod fade. And that is the number one killer of podcasts. And here's why that, here's why I've found that people uh, have pod fade. When I went to Podfest, I've asked people questions about this and uh, doing some introspective work. Here are the two big reasons why I found people have pod fade. So here's how to avoid it and how to overcome it. How to avoid it is number one, start with the why. How do you start with the why? Well, before, when we talked about the defining the podcast steps, when I gave you all that information, that was part of the the why. That that it was rooted in there in the why. Let's say you wanted a little bit more than that. Like I need a little bit more. How do I get the why? It's all right. I got you. Don't worry. You want to do a five whys exercise, and that is literally to ask yourself the question why five times to whatever it is that you want to do. So in this case, you want to start a podcast. Why do you want to start a podcast? I want to be able to give value to people uh, for X, Y, Z reason. Why? Because no one was able to give that value to me while I was growing up, and I want to be able to give this to people. Why? And you just keep going down the list until you, it doesn't have to take all five whys. Sometimes you can get there after two or three. But the idea is you want to ask yourself why, really think about it, and get down to the core, 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 core reason of why you want to start that podcast and really, really hammer that home. Really make it as clean, crystal as you possibly can. If you need to, make a plaque. Put it up on your wall in your studio. Whatever you need to do to be able to see, this is why I do what I do. This is actually an exercise I did with my coach, which is why I'm telling you because it, it worked for me. I, he asked me the question, why do you podcast? And he said, ask yourself the five whys and figure out why it is that you podcast. And then and literally write that down, 
and just put it in bold, whatever you have to do. So you know why you podcast. So do that. Let's say you are going through pod fade. Let's say you're just like, well, I'm in pod fade right now. Or you come back to this episode and say, man, I'm going through pod fade. I don't know what I need to do. What you want to do is systemize. And the two sub points I have for you here on systemization is you want to batch create content and you want to have a to-do list. No, sorry. No, no, not a to-do list. No, not a to-do list. And I'll tell you why I hate to-do lists. But first, batch create content. Now, batch creating content, a lot of people already know what that is. You make a lot of content and then you schedule it. Whoop-de-doo. What's the big deal? Because you know what that does? Instead of you spending every single day making content, you can literally spend one day which honestly will, I'm going to be again, transparent here. It'll take me one day. I will take eight to 10 hours and just literally just go through and just batch create content. But by the time those eight to 10 hours are done, I have created about two months, two and a half months, sometimes worth of content where I can literally just sit back. And honestly, I can be hands off and never touch this microphone for the next two months. And everything will continue. The episodes that were scheduled will release all the repurposed content. Remember what I talked about before? The repurposed content, the Instagrams, the blog posts, the emails, all those kind of things. Those will all post themselves because they're all scheduled. Whenever, if everybody has any kind of information or any kind of feedback, that's the only thing I would do. If people hit me up and they say, hey, I have a question. Hey, I have some feedback. Hey, could you do this on the show? Hey, could you talk about this? That's the only things that I would be getting. And that's the only thing that I'll be responding to. Everything else is on autopilot for the next two months. So if I wanted to go to, on a trip out the country for the next two months, no one would even know because nothing happened. I nothing would skip a beat. So batch create content is number one. That is definitely find a way to systemize things and then be able to batch create content that way. And the second thing is not a to-do list because I used to use to-do lists and they suck. They are horrible. Why? Because you put everything on a list and then it's just literally just listed there. That's it. There's no organization. There's no order. That's it. It's just stuff on a list that you need to do. There's no prioritization. There's no none of that. At least when I make a list, maybe you all have a fantastic to-do list. Maybe you all use Notion or something. Fantastic. But for the people like me who used to use to-do lists, just write stuff down and just have no order to them. You're going to love this one. You want to use what's called an Eisenhower matrix. If you've never heard of an Eisenhower matrix before, you really want to take a piece of paper and just uh, make four, make make quadrants out of it. So one line down the middle horizontally, one line down the middle vertically. So you're going to have four different quadrants. In one quadrant, you're going to have, actually along the x-axis, uh, which is the horizontal level, you're going to have the word uh, important. On the y-axis, you're going to have the word urgent. Okay. Then what you want to do, of course, as, as we know from math class, going to the right means going increasing and on the Y going up is increasing. So that would mean then that the, 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 the top right corner of that quadrant would be the most urgent and the most important task. That goes there. The most urgent and not as important task goes in the top left. The not so urgent but very important task goes in the bottom right. And the not urgent, not important task goes in the bottom left. Now, how does that help? Well, first, let's, let's let's define what these words mean. Urgent and important. They sound very, very similar. If you think about it, it's like, what is the difference? Urgent, the, the, the way urgent is defined is does it, what is the time frame? How soon must this get done? If it's something that must get done, if you have two tasks, one must get done two weeks from now, one must get done two days from now. The one that must be done two days from now is more urgent. So that one takes more urgency in the priority list. Importance is how... It, it, how it involves itself in the furtherance of your business. So if you have a business, and let's say, for example, you have, again, two tasks. One involves 
emailing a client back and one involves closing on a sales call. Obviously, if you want to get some money into the business since cash flow is, is the blood of any business, you're going to want to close on that coaching call or close on that client first before you send back that email. This one is more important than that one. So what you want to do is take every single task that you have and with that's involved into your business and put them into this Eisenhower matrix. And then when you start seeing that, you'll start seeing, oh, maybe this task that I thought wasn't so important is actually very important. And this other task that I thought was like crucial and absolutely need to get done yesterday is actually not that important. And then if you're blessed to be able to have assistants and people who are employees for you, now you can start getting to the world of delegation. So things that are urgent and important that only you can do, bam, you can do that. Stuff that's urgent and maybe not important, now you can delegate stuff. Stuff that might be important but not that urgent, you can delegate stuff. Stuff that's not urgent and not important, you can either delegate again or you, or if, honestly, you can sometimes even eliminate stuff. I've done that quite a bit. Stuff that I realized I was doing and was adding zero value to anything and just adding on extra stress and extra time. So I got rid of a lot of things too. So I recommend using the Eisenhower matrix. I use that at my job. I use that when I'm running the podcast. Absolute godsend. So that, that's what I would say to help you to avoid pod fade. So that's what I have for you. If you have any questions for me, again, I'll, I'll be willing to answer any questions that you have. I have to say the information has been fantastic. But before we wrap it up, if anyone needs to, would like to contact you, how can they do that? Absolutely. So you can contact my website is motivategrindsucceed.com. You can go ahead and check that out. That has a lot of information on there. It has a, a spot where you can actually go ahead and contact me right there. If you want to reach out to me personally, you can go ahead and reach out to me at Rashawn at motivategrindsucceed.com. That's my own personal email for the uh for, for the show. So if you send that to me and you get a response, that is actually me responding, not an assistant or anything. That is my personal email there. So you can go ahead, send me an email there or if you want to go on social media for anything, again, all the social media is also on the website as well. You can follow me on Instagram at Motivate Grind Succeed or on Twitter at The MGS Podcast. So you can go ahead and follow me on all those things. But again, everything is on the website. If you just need one hub for everything, just go to MotivateGrindSucceed.com and you'll find everything there. Fantastic. Sean, I got to say thank you so much for coming on the show. You just, uh, I think made things a lot easier for people to understand and how to create a successful podcast show. And thank you again for coming on the show. And for you, those of you that are watching, I always leave you with this. Believe in your dreams, but more importantly, believe in yourself because that's where dreams begin. I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you, Sean.